Hello and welcome to Saird's Audio Fan Fictions. I'm Saird. Thanks for tuning in. In this episode, we'll be continuing on with Chapter 5 of November's Secret by Lana Berry, a Yuri on Ice fan fiction. If you've missed any episodes or just want a refresher, please follow the links in the description below. There you should find links to past episodes and chapters. Also, just a reminder, the entirety of this fic will be made available to download as a single complete audiobook upon the fic's completion. It and other complete works can be found on my website at www.sairdsaudiofanfics.com as well as on my profile page on AO3. Right, let's get right to it. Happy listening! Chapter 5 Unsteady He sat on the bed, swaddled in covers, and listened to the voices. The panic was rising like bile in his throat. After about ten minutes, the reporters were starting to leave, pushed away by some of the security guards. Everything turned quiet. The hall was empty once again and Yuri could almost convince himself that he had had a weird dream, and he was only just waking up. But then he heard another pair of feet shuffling over the carpet, and the door next to his, originally an uninhabited room until this morning, opened and closed. So, no, it hadn't been a dream. Yuri had just been less than ten feet away from his idol, and rather than be normal and reply when he had called out, most likely to greet a fellow skater, he'd closed the door and locked it. That was their first interaction. That was how he had met his idol. He was just thankful that the mask had hidden his flaring cheeks. Peachit hadn't replied yet. He was probably asleep. Useless. Yuri contemplated what he should do now. Victor was on his level. His floor almost in the room right opposite him. After that rude introduction, what should he do now? Could he go to practice this morning and apologize? Would that be enough? The nerves were rattling his brain. To distract himself, he quickly changed into his clothes, picking them out carefully. He decided on his favorite pair of trousers, with enough space for his flexibility and his softest training top. Once done... He didn't know what else to do. Thankfully, a knock distracted him from his thoughts. He quickly replaced the mask on his head before he opened it. Celestino looked well-rested. He frowned, though, when he saw the slump in Yuri's form. Didn't sleep well? Yuri shook his head. Between the nerves and the noise this morning, it was a long night. You all right to practice today? Yuri cocked his head to the side. Would you give me a day off if I said I wasn't? Celestino smirked and crossed his arms. No. Now get ready. We're heading to the rink early to get some practice in before it gets crowded. He glanced at the other doors, all tightly shut and locked. Yuri obeyed, grabbing his training bag and pulling on a large hoodie before he locked the door and followed his coach. Surprisingly, there were only a few reporters outside the hotel. Yuri suspected that they had been warned or possibly bribed just to leave the skaters alone in the run-up to a major competition. Whoever had done it, 
Yuri thanked them from the bottom of his heart. His emotions were in turmoil enough as it was, and he didn't need a badly timed question to make him feel worse. As Celestino had mentioned, the rink was quiet save for the few cleaning staff, a few fans waiting for skaters outside, and the workers at the front desk. He found it oddly comforting knowing that he would have some peace and quiet, a moment to really prepare himself before the chaos he knew was going to come. As he laced his skates in the empty changing room, he sang to himself quietly. He didn't know what song it was, but it had been strumming on the radio in the taxi, and the first few lines of the chorus were stuck in his head, swirling around and around continuously. The changing rooms were bigger than he had expected, much bigger than he'd seen in other rinks before. All to himself, it seemed too large. As he cast his gaze around, he began to imagine the other skaters here, bustling around and perhaps were a body of nerves as he was. Maybe one of them would be stretching against that wall. Maybe another would be sat on that bench and practicing their breathing. Perhaps another would be waiting by the door, eager to get out. And he wondered where he would be, in among these athletes, the stars of the sport, the best of the best. How could he be? Did they have a ritual before they went out to perform? Maybe they would have a group ritual that he wouldn't know, wouldn't be a part of. Yuri knew that these skaters knew each other well, having competed against one another often. He was new. He was the fresh meat, and he felt that already this morning, in the hall. They had all been chatting together before the cameras, and when they turned their eyes on him, he felt like a little kid compared. Many weren't much older than he, but he could already feel a vast difference in their experiences. He wondered if his being new would already separate him from them. Celestino was the only other person out by the ice when he left the changing rooms. He pushed himself from where he had been leaning on the barrier and stepped towards Yuri. Is there a particular part of the program that you want to practice today? At Yuri's shake, he asked. And what about anything you want to practice before anyone else comes? I'd say we have a good half hour to an hour before anyone else starts arriving. There were a few things. Yuri, despite his persona's confidence, still found the jumps a little harder to do than the step sequences or the presentation. He hadn't fallen for quite some time, but they weren't fluid, weren't made to look effortless. They weren't at the level he wanted them to be. I'll do a few jumps, he replied. The hour probably won't make a difference, but I still want to see if I can perfect them. Celestino smiled at his determination. Right. Want to try quads or triples? Quads. Even if his answer was a little too quick, too eager, Yuri didn't regret it. He was in the big league now, the highest, with the best. He needed to be like them. He stepped out onto the ice, already feeling the calm inside him bloom, before he began to warm up. He lost himself quickly to the routine his emotions soaring high as he jumped into the air. The breeze blew around his clothes, whipping the hood from his head every so often. By the fifth quad, his muscles were beginning to burn from the strain, but he ignored it, knowing he could still go, right until his muscles gave out and his legs wobbled. And by the eleventh, he still was not satisfied. Not once had he fallen, 
and the landings had been steady. But not effortless. Still not how his competitors skated. They made it look as easy as breathing. He wanted to achieve that. As he was getting ready for another, the sweat pouring from the pores on his forehead, he heard the squeak of the door to the rink. He stopped, and his head snapped to look behind him. The first skater had arrived. In his preparation to return, Yuri had studied up on all of the skaters that would be competing this year, mainly out of curiosity, though Celestino had said it would be a good idea to familiarize himself with their strengths and weaknesses. It was how he knew who it was that walked through the door. Christophe Giacometti always liked to make an entrance. The doors slammed against the sides, thrown open by a powerful force, and in came the Swiss, strutting with an entourage made of his coach and a few other faces. He was speaking to someone over his shoulder, a wide smile on his face, and winking once someone made a comment. As he turned back around, he noticed Yuri standing in the middle of the ice, and his eyes widened. My, my, he said loud enough for his voice to echo through the room. Aren't you an early riser, little one? Yuri wasn't sure what to say, so he said nothing at all. He'd seen Chris perform over the years, and he had to admit the Swiss was incredible, if sometimes a little uncomfortable to watch. Always coming in second to Victor, and yet he seemed content with the competition rather than bitter as Yuri expected him to be. He'd always wondered what Chris was like in person, if his personality was a persona like his own, an attitude for the media. But seeing him now, Yuri knew it was very much just how the man was. He could tell from the flair surrounding Chris, the flick of his wrist when he raised it, the way he cocked out his hip, rested his hand on his side. It was very much real. Yuri wasn't sure how to act in front of such a blatant, confident, and sure man. You look positively knackered. The sweat is just pouring off of you, Chris said a little louder, his accent clearing a little to make sure his words didn't mix. Suddenly conscious, Yuri wiped away as much as he could from the top of his head and neck. Chris took off his guards and stepped onto the ice, all the while his eyes still resting on Yuri and every movement he made. When he was close enough, he held out his hand and greeted. I'm Christophe Giacometti. Pleasure to meet you. He bowed just slightly, still looking up, when Yuri's hand gripped his. Yuri coughed, finding his voice. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Ren Himura. The name still feels a little foreign on his lips. Well, even after all these years, he hadn't often said it himself. He was used to hearing it on the intercom, or typed up on articles, or news broadcasters saying it, but not so much himself. Not when so many knew it already. Standing up again, Chris tilted his head to the side and gave a slow wink. Yes, I know who you are. I must say, it's brilliant to have you back. Yuri scratched the back of his neck. Had it not been for the mask, he would not have been able to keep the eye contact going with the man before him. His presence was overwhelming. Yuri felt like he wanted to soak it up, to gather just even a drop of it to further his own development and mask his anxiety. Once again, 
He wondered how this man could be so open, so vulnerable, and be all right with it. Was Yuri the only skater that struggled with anxiety? Thank you, he replied, surprised by how strong his voice sounded. It took a while, but I'm finally ready to make my senior debut. And what a way to start it, Chris chuckled. There's a lot of pressure on you to perform well for it. Somewhere in the back of his mind, Yuri Kotsky was reeling from the words. He was suffering, crushed under the weight of expectation, worried that he had made a name that he would never be able to live up to. But that was in passing. At the forefront, Ren Himura was standing, and he gave a slow nod, not feeling an ounce of pressure from the statement. I'm not sure if I'll be able to satisfy that pressure, but I'll give it my best. Noticing that their hands were still together, Yuri let his drop. If Chris thought it odd, he didn't say anything. Nonsense! You've gone above and beyond the expectations of you so far. I expect many surprises from you for this season, and the rest. And then, suddenly, in only a second, Chris's smile turned somber, and he leaned in. But in all honesty, I am happy to see you come back. No one would have blamed you if you hadn't, or wanted to take more time to heal. And just like that, Yuri found himself liking the Swiss man. He relaxed in his presence, gave a smile he knew the other man wouldn't see, and said softly, Thank you, but I wasn't pushed to come back. I took my time. I healed. And I'm ready now. Something flashed in the man's eyes as he narrowed them, his gaze crossing every inch of the mask as if it would tell him something. Then, apparently satisfied with what he had found, he leaned back and returned to his cheery, if a little overwhelming, self. That's brilliant. In that case, I look forward to seeing you at your best. He went to take a step, ready to skate away and resume with his own practice. After he said, This is going to be a very interesting season with you here now. Be prepared. This isn't like the junior championships. Steadily, other skaters began to arrive in the next half an hour. Yuri and Celestino stuck to their area of the rink, a corner on the right side, where they practiced some of Yuri's easier technical elements some being his splits and spins. Another three skaters had come, almost everyone for the Grand Prix final. All but one. Victor had yet to show up, though it was still early morning. Perhaps he had a favorite time to turn up. Or perhaps he preferred to arrive late and stay later in the hopes that he'd get some of the rink to himself. Either way, Yuri concentrated on his own practices. It did prove to be quite hard. Even among other skaters, Yuri would often find the attention on him. Not as hounding as fans or reporters, but he would see from the corner of his eye someone would be turned towards him or still watching as he practiced. They had the respect to turn away when he looked, but it still unsettled him. Not enough that he couldn't concentrate on his practice, but it felt odd. He thought that among these people, the ones who were bigger and better than he, that he would become lost in them, 
nothing special compared. It must have just been curiosity. It was the first time he had been in the same room as them, after all, and his reputation did follow him. After an hour or so, the doors opened once more, and who should stroll through than the biggest of them all? He wore his plain black sunglasses, a steaming coffee in hand, his hair gelled perfectly for his fringe to flare just slightly at the end. He took a sip before he leaned against the barrier and glanced at them all. Chris skated over, and they began to talk, laughing and never a halt in their conversation. Just like old friends. Yuri turned away, trying not to stare. But it was hard. Staring at Chris had been like a pull. But with Victor... It seemed like so much more. The man was over half the rink away, and on the other side, and yet Yuri could feel his presence behind him. He could almost hear the lull of his voice through the cold air. He threw himself into the routine to try and distract himself. He didn't try any more jumps, knew that they wouldn't be landed properly when he was concerned about those around him. He stretched a few more times, making sure that his muscles were ready for the second half of their practice, before he skated to the edge, to where his coach was, and eagerly accepted a bottle of water handed to him. How does it feel? Celestino asked quietly, being surrounded by all these people, ones that you've looked up to for years now. Odd, Yuri replied honestly, but good. Do you feel like you deserve to be here, with them? Yuri had to hesitate for a while. He knew he was good at the sport. Not perfect, but good. Yugo had once said that the emotion he poured into the routines made them even better, and oftentimes skaters would be too absorbed by the technical elements to do what he could. Yuri, for a long time, didn't think that what he did was enough. But over the years, even as he took a long break, he steadily became aware that he was good, that he did deserve to be where he was. But he was also aware of how he got there. Had it not been for that suggestion years ago, he knew he wouldn't have come close. He had the ability, but his mental insecurities held him back. He'd told Yugo how much her suggestion had saved him. It might have started out as something that could be passed off as a phase, one that he would drop in a few weeks, months, maybe a few years. But he knew, even when he was small, that it was going to be something he would stick to. It gave him a chance to grow into himself and to be the person who deserved to be here with these people. He gave a firm nod. Maybe not deserving enough to win, but to be here? Yes. And he was going to prove it when it came to the final. His coach clapped a hand onto his shoulder. Good. Because yes, they may be good, and I know they've been doing this longer than you, but you're the one they should be scared of. Everyone saw you in the Junior Grand Prix. They saw the storm you started. And you've only grown since then. You're going to be the young newcomer that reminds these old men they can't slack. Yuri laughed and nodded. Right. 
It was a long day of practice. His muscles were already sore, his bones weak, and he wanted to fall into his bed and sleep right up to the competition. They left a little earlier than the others, having already arrived earlier in the morning anyway. And as they left through the main doors, Chris called out from the ice and waved them goodbye. Not wanting to be rude, Yuri waved back, but was too tired to turn and look at him properly. They had a quick meal in the restaurant of the hotel before they retreated to their rooms. Celestino wanted to make it early to the rink again the next day, and Yuri wanted to make sure to have a good chunk of sleep before he needed to wake up at a godforsaken time. He slipped off his mask, dropped it on the bed, and fell asleep as soon as his head hit the pillow. Despite how tired he was, though, he woke in the middle of the night again and could not fall asleep. He grumbled as he got up, cursing the two nights in a row. He rubbed the sleep away from his face before he attempted to stand. After a trip to the toilet, he stood in the middle of his room and looked around in the darkness. He could try to sleep again, but he knew he wouldn't. And in all honesty, he was feeling hungry. Being kept to a tight diet and then having a full day of burning all the calories... It didn't satisfy his still-growing body. However, there was no food in his room. To avoid snacking, Celestino had taken anything that could be eaten from his room and either binned it or kept it as a reward for when Yuri perfected a jump or won something. Yuri tried to avoid how that made it sound like he was a pet. Slipping his mask on and zipping up his big hoodie, he ventured out of his room. The hall was quiet again. It was dark outside the windows. Beyond the doors, the rooms were still. Yuri hugged his hoodie closer again, taking comfort in the warmth. He glanced up at the blipping cameras in the corner of the hall before he rushed to the lifts. There was one woman at reception when he got there. She seemed a little sleepy as she flipped through a magazine, her head resting on her hand. She sat up in attention when his footsteps echoed. Hello, sir, she greeted, only a little surprised when she saw his mask. Is there anything I can do for you? Yuri walked up to the desk, biting his lip. Um, I'm just a little hungry. Is there anything around here to eat? Any shops still open? What sort of thing are you looking for? Her voice was chipper, a little too loud for Yuri's still sleep-deprived ears. Her smile was too fake. Practiced. Anything my coach won't get angry at me for, he thought to himself. Just something healthy? Nothing really fast or too sugary, I guess. Of course, sir. There's a 24-hour shop just at the end of the street. They stock anything you can think of. He was pretty sure that was a lie. Would he be able to find Katsudon there? He was willing to bet that. No, there wouldn't be anything like that there. Instead, he nodded, thanked the woman, and went out to brave the cold night. As he stepped outside, he wondered if he had made a mistake. Though there were no reporters outside, there were a few late-night walkers. He pulled the hoodie as far as he could over his face to cover the mask. He shouldn't have put it on, he thought. True, it had saved him from if someone was watching the cameras, 
or if one of the other skaters had decided that, yes, they wanted a late-night walk as well. But not everyone knew who he was. Or more, what the person with the mask was. Not everyone was a fan of ice skating. And to those, he probably looked quite intimidating. He hoped whoever was working at the shop knew he didn't mean any threat. It was warm inside the shop, and empty, save him and the person at the till, a middle-aged man resting against the counter and scrolling through his phone. There was no one else there. Yuri turned away before the man glanced up, though, now all too aware of the mask on his face. How did he appear less threatening? He rushed to the back immediately, where they kept their frozen goods. As long as he went for, say, a healthy pasta bowl or something, Celestina wouldn't be too mad. Would he? And he was going to burn it off tomorrow at practice anyway. With that in mind, he quickly gathered a small pasta bowl and a bottle of water. As he thought, the man looked a little frightened when he went up to pay. Yuri placed the items down and quickly gathered the change in his pocket. For a minute, the man was quiet scanning the items before his curiosity got the best of him. Say, what's the mask for? Blunt, Yuri thought. He must not have acted too threatening for the man to hesitate at such a forward question. He answered, It's... I have some problems, he simply said. I have to wear it in public. Celestino had said that if a reporter asked such a straightforward question and demanded an answer, and Yuri was not in a position to be able to get away, to keep it simple and say that there was a problem. Most of the time they would assume he meant physically, as if there was something wrong with his face. They would stop asking for more. Most of the time. There were some that wanted extra. Oh, the man replied but looked more at ease. Here's your purchase. Thank you. He left to brace himself against the cold air again, and as the waft of the food hit his nose, his stomach rumbled. He wanted to open it now and eat it, despite it being frozen. As he stepped into the lobby, the woman gave him another fake smile. If there is anything you'd like to microwave, we have one here, beside the kitchen, she said. Yuri nodded his head and thanked her, momentarily forgetting that he didn't actually have one in his room. He stepped before the microwave, placed it in, and waited. Only five minutes, and yet his stomach was aching for it, and with each passing second, the smell of it was filling the air, trapping itself between his skin and the mask. His mouth began to water. Finally, after an agonizing amount of time, it clicked to the end, and the beeping was shrill in his ears. He covered his hands with the sleeves of his hoodie and fished out his food, inhaling the beautiful aroma. He thanked the receptionist once again before he began to ascend the stairs. Halfway up, it became too much. He tore the small plastic fork attached to the top of the package, peeled away the film, and lifted his mask back, just enough for his mouth to be accessed. The first mouthful was heaven. Warmth filled his cold body, and his stomach gurgled happily at the prospect of more food. It wasn't brilliant. It wasn't the best he'd ever had. And it certainly wasn't the best there ever was. 
But in that moment, it was everything he needed. He hummed around the forkful. Before he managed to get to the end of the staircase and through the door, it swung open, startling him into almost dropping his new forkful of pasta. He swallowed it down, steadied his grip on the food, then looked up at the one that was the cause of the near loss of food. Of course it had to be Victor. Because apparently it wasn't just Yuri that liked to go for late-night walks around the hotel. And because he knew how crummy his luck was. It all made sense. They stared at one another, and Yuri saw Victor's eyes traveling down to the bottom of his face, where his mouth was still on display. He tipped his head forward slightly, allowing the mask to fall back into place, and looked back up. He was not prepared to see the smirk on Victor's face, as he was not prepared to hear the chuckle that left those same perfect lips. Late night snack? he asked, his voice still a little scratchy from sleep. Uh, Yuri looked down at his food, to the still balancing pasta on the fork, the steam rising from the bowl, and gave a slow nod. Yeah, I couldn't sleep and got hungry. He was all too aware of his own accent increasing tenfold, a result from his lack of sleep. Don't run away this time, he told himself. In all honesty, the food was the only thing holding him to that. Perhaps this was a second chance. Looks good. It is. Yuri couldn't help but feel as if he was caught doing something bad, and it didn't help that the man was more elevated than him stood atop a few more steps and looking down. And his presence, much like Chris, was heavy and slightly overwhelming. Here was the legend, right in front of him. Watching Yuri sneak a bowl of pasta at three in the morning. This was not how he wanted to be seen. Not by anyone. Perhaps he should run away. Is there a shop that's still open? Yeah, it's just down the... Before he could finish his sentence, he was being spun around to face downstairs again, and an arm was looping itself through his, elbow to elbow. Good, you must show me. I'm hungry too now. It's easy to find. Then it won't take long, Victor assured him with a wide smile. That confidence. That self-esteem again. So sure of himself. Never hesitating. Yuri found himself staring at the side of Victor's face too aware of where their arms touched, and though the clothes were still in the way, he could feel Victor's warmth. He found his throat constricting, stopping him from saying anything more. The receptionist looked a little confused this time, seeing Yuri pass again. But once her eyes fell on Victor, she sat up properly and asked if he needed anything, a pink dusting on her cheeks and her fake smile far too wide. Victor stopped them, flashed his own bright smile, and thanked her before he dragged Yuri back out into the cold. Yuri couldn't hold the shiver. You can continue eating if you want, Victor commented. Yuri was a little hesitant because, while it was all right to reveal a little of his face alone, he wasn't sure if Victor was the type to then push it all the way off. Not that he wanted to accuse him, but... He didn't know the man. But his belly growled again, and he sighed as he pushed up the mask as far as he was comfortable with, 
and enough to eat, before getting another forkful and bringing it to his mouth. It had lost some of its heavenly taste now that he was too distracted by Victor beside him. I've yet to finally meet you, then, Victor smiled warmly, turning his head to look at Yuri, who was just a few inches shorter. I've been patiently waiting for your senior debut. Yuri's fork almost missed his mouth. He took a moment to take a bite before he answered. Thank you. It took a while, but I'm here. There must have been something in his voice, or the way he said it, because Victor stopped them from walking and his smile was gone. He looked serious, too serious, and Yuri found he didn't like it. I didn't mean to say it as if you should have rushed. I'm sorry. I meant that I'm glad that you did decide to come back. Oh. Yuri hadn't thought he was pushing. Hadn't thought anything of it, really. All his mind was focusing on was not dropping his food and the fact that Viktor Nikivarov was walking with him and that their arms were linked. He would need to tell Peachy about this. The boy was going to explode. And Yuko. Or maybe not. She would fly here to see for herself. It's all right. I didn't take it like that. Victor was searching his face, or the little he could see, and with a nod he turned them to continue walking, and his smile slipped back. I've been excited to be able to skate against you. You're wonderful. Your skating is breathtaking. Once again, Yuri almost choked. His idol was telling him that he was breathtaking? Had the man not looked in a mirror? Thank you, he mumbled, pressing another mouthful of food into his mouth before he said something stupid. But at the stop, he quickly swallowed and said, Uh, we're passing it. We can go on the way back. Yuri looked up at the man, a frown on his lips. On the way back? He had to inhale deeply when the Russian man turned to him, the brightest smile he had ever seen on anyone his blue eyes sparkling in the low light of the street lamps. Yes, when I cannot sleep, there's nothing like a nice walk at night to get me tired again. At Yuri's hesitation, he assured, I know the city well, and it's only a short walk, but I'm interested in getting to know a fellow competitor, especially one as mysterious as you. And I find your voice soothing. Let's get to know each other. It wasn't like Yuri could refuse that offer. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Chapter 5 of November's Secret. Written by Lana Berry. Narrated by Serd. Theme music Spirited Away by Guillaume. If you'd like to read this fic for yourself, please check out the story link in the description below. Till next time, happy listening! In business, you rarely hear the expression, for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. 
allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. 